Time now to chat to our first guest here on Midweek Meadows, and it's a, a very good afternoon to MGRA Director uh, John Hutchison. John, welcome. Thank you, and how are you? Going very well, thanks. Well, it's a, a massive week in greyhound racing with the world's best greyhound race, um, the Melbourne Cup, only a few days away now. Uh, you must be thrilled and, and really excited and looking forward to it. Oh, absolutely. Look, to get a dog through to the final of any race is, uh, you know, is just such a, a great achievement. And uh, this little guy we've had for about, only bought about six months ago, um, with the expectations that, you know, we'd have a bit of fun with him, this um, <laughs> I'm just over the moon. It was, uh, we had such a thrill last uh, Friday night. Uh, I couldn't tell you, we were jumping around the lounge room. It was terrific. <laughs> John, it's Troy here, mate. Uh, thanks for coming on and joining us today. Uh, yeah, it, it's, it's been, it must be a great feeling to have a Greyhound in a Group 1 final like this uh, going into such a, a prestigious race. Uh, how are the nerves? Are you, are you nervous? Are you excited? Uh, how are you feeling? Well, you, 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 I guess you've got your fingers crossed. I guess we're lucky in some ways, Troy, because there's no expectations. When, when your odds say $60 to win, there's no real expectation that you're going to win. I think, I think in reality... Um, David Burnett with uh, with uh, Simon told Helen, I think the nerves would be sort of uh, going gangbusters there. So we really don't have a lot of expectations. Our dog's an honest dog, um, and he'll he'll try his best. He's a fantastic chaser. Um, probably you know about three in reality about four lengths below um, the other greyhounds in the final. So if they get a clear run, he'll be struggling. But but the thrill of having a dog in a final like that, a major race like that, is you just can't describe. It's fa- fabulous. Now, tell, you've been in the greyhound industry quite some time. and Tell us a bit about your background, uh, your involvement, the dogs that you've been involved with, because I know you've been involved in some smart ones before. And, uh, and I think you had a bit of involvement in kibble as well. Is that correct? Yes, yes, Troy. We sort of, uh, we've had a fairly deep involvement. I've, I've been in had an interest in greyhound racing for probably about 65 years. I think I went to my first greyhound race at about age 12 or something, um, followed all the way through, started training early on, and as a trainer, I make a good owner. Um, but we've had we've been lucky with, with some of the dogs we've owned over the times. Um, we've had dog that um, West uh, returned. She broke a track record in Perth. She was a very, very good pitch. Um, but more recently, um, we've had an involvement. I bought a lot of greyhounds out of America, and involvement with Robbie Britton, and one of those bitches was a bitch called You See Me Typhoon, and she and we gave her to Paul Wheeler to breed with, and we that way we retained an interest in her pups, and one of those was Fantabale. So uh, life doesn't get much better than that. Not not, not a bad greyhound to have a share in a, a million dollar winning greyhound. Uh, that that must be quite uh, a thrill and, and a bit of excitement uh, having owned the mother as well. Oh, look, she, Vanderbilt was just a, a sensational greyhound. Every time she went out, she, she did her best. And I'll never forget, I was, I was reading an email that Bobby sent me about, uh, 18 or two, three years ago it was. It was the first litter was just about to, re, to retire and we had a share in those. And he said, don't think the second litter's going all that well. He said, there's one that shows a bit of promise. Of course, that was Vanderbilt. So I reminded Robert that you know, he said, a little bit of promise. We need another one like that. John, is there a, a significant moment or a special moment that stands out from Vanderbilt's? Fan um, mm. By the dog from WA, Troy will remember that better than me. In, um, she was headed um, mm. by the dog from WA. Troy will remember that better than me. Um, Chris Holtz trained that, Chris and Linda. He headed her coming off the back. And she just knuckled down, and I think that was a special moment. Uh, 
you know, greyhounds don't do that. So uh, that was, and, and because there were so many people were out at the track that night with expectations to see a win, and on the home turn, everyone thought she was uh, she was beaten, but uh, she just fought back, and, and I think that was special. You've, you've caught me on the on the go here, John. I can't actually remember the greyhound name. I think it was West on something. Uh, but no, no, I don't think so. It was. Uh, no? It was. It was. I think he. I got a feeling the dog won the Sale Cup. And he was a really good 650-metre dog. Unfortunately, oh, do, he didn't yeah. quite run out the 700. I do know the and, dog you're uh, about. He, he, yeah, and he tackled her on the home turn and looked for all intents and purposes that he was going to go on and win. But he just ran out of a little bit of steam, thank goodness, and she was, was able it, to fight back. Was it Quick Jagger? That's it. Yeah. That's the one? That's yep, the absolutely, one, yeah. yeah. I think he won the sale. A very good 650-metre dog. But uh, 7.25 saw him out. So... Yeah. Uh, Thank God on that night. <laughs> it was Quick Jagger. There's actually a, a video that uh, the owners put up um, at the time when Quick Jagger won the Sale Cup, and the owners were at a pub, I think, in uh, down south of, of Perth. And uh, the reaction of the owners celebrating and cheering, having won a, a Group One race, was quite ecstatic. It was a brilliant video and very well done uh, to show the emotion and the excitement in winning a race like that. Uh, I've no doubt that uh, if Tough Tears wins on Friday, John, you're going to be sharing similar emotions and uh, we might have to get someone to put a camera on you and just film that as well. <laughs> yeah, well, the expectations aren't all that high, Troy. It's, it's, it's exciting to have a dog in a race like that. Um, I know he'll do his best. Um, we're just hoping that if he can come out of boxes like he did last Thursday, he may he, that may give him his best chance. Other than that, I think we might have to do a Stephen Bradbury where we miss the start and hope for trouble on the first turn and <laughs> come from the rear when they all fall over. Uh, now, it would be remiss of me not to, to talk about your involvement with the Meadows as well. It is a midweek Meadows show. So tell us about your involvement as a director, how long you've been involved and, uh, and, and how are you finding, finding, finding the role? I've been a director at the Meadows for 16 years now. I've I had a break in between Wendy and I moved to Queensland and tried our hand at a few things up there, uh, one of which was greyhound training. Um, so that was that was a, a time that I prefer to forget about. But um, it was so much hard work and we really didn't get uh, a lot of success. But uh, the Meadows is an absolutely fabulous club and we've got um, an, a, a really high-quality uh, directorship. All the directors on there are skilled business people, We've got people involved um, who've been greyhound trainers so that they understand the industry. And it really is a, it's a pleasure to be involved with, um, with previously Margaret Long was our CEO and Margaret did a fabulous job at the Meadows and since uh, um, she left, Ashley Baker has taken over and, and Ashley, um, I, Ashley's one of the, the best CEOs that I've ever dealt with. He's in my probably top three CEOs of all time uh, and that's in, in all uh, facets of business. And we're very, very lucky to have a, a man of his quality on board and he's doing a fabulous job and it really is it's a pleasure to be involved with it from all of the staff the track staff i think we've got the best track man in australia um corey does a terrific job out there all of the staff are friendly and it's just a great place to to be involved with uh john our model of consistency is tough tears 58 starts for 14 wins and 29 minors has won from every box except box three where you'll jump from on friday night is that right does that hold any fears for you <laughs> Hopefully, he might be able to rectify that. <laughs> but uh, no, you're right. He has been a model of consistency. But the interesting thing is, when we purchased the Greyhound, his very first race start, he injured his shoulder and tailed out last. So uh, since then, we were sort of uh, in trepidation. Then thought that uh, he may have done a, a serious injury, but he came back from that. And since then, I think he's only been out of a place once or twice. He, he, as you say, he's just an absolute model of consistency. And I think it's because he's such a hard chaser. He's an honest dog. He always gives his best, and you can't ask a dog to do any more than that.
He, uh, he began brilliantly on uh, Friday night in the heats, John, and uh, he obviously went very well. And he's got a knack of getting up at big odds. Uh, I know he's won a few races now at fairly good odds. Uh, so I guess winning a win on Friday night at, at decent odds would not be out of character for him. No, no, you're right about that, uh, Troy, because uh, I think he beat... Um, he beat Simon Told Helen's little brother at the Meadows one night. Um, who told Stevie? Just, um, yeah, who told Stevie? He, he was about, uh, I think, about a dollar sixty favourite, and uh, he just pinged the start again that night and and won at big odds. So you're right; he does have a you know a knack of doing that, and uh, hopefully he can do it again on Friday night. But as I say, um, from our point of view, you know, we're just pleased to be in the race, and it's always difficult when you've got a dog that you know is not right at the top level ability-wise, but I think there wouldn't be a harder chaser in the field than Tough Tears. He really is a, a sensational chaser. And it's just a shame he doesn't have his litter brother's ability. He is Tears, but uh, I think he's probably the best chaser in the litter. You're an outsider. And, and can get to the fence early. That's always a major advantage in the big races. If you go back through Melbourne Cups and Australian Cups over the years, once you bring all of the good dogs together, the inside box is such a major advantage and they um, they generally run up to their time, whereas the others have got to navigate uh, the field. And and generally these, these races, there's about four or five dogs in this race that can go 5.04 to the first mark. And if, if four or five of them hit the first turn together... Um, that's when you can get some, you know, some interference and dogs can lose two or three lengths. And if you've got a dog like Simon told Helen in front, I think they're going to struggle to give him a start and, uh, and beat them. Yeah, look, John, there's many, many people, uh, whether you, you, you're ranked as being a top chance or, or, or not, I think there's many people who would envious and would love to be in your shoes as an owner of a greyhound in a Melbourne Cup this week. Uh, it's, a, it's a great lead-up. It's a brilliant series. And, uh, look... Wishing you all the very best for the final, uh, but enjoy the week because, uh, as I said, there's many people who would love to be in your shoes regardless of what you think or what anyone else thinks the chances are of your greyhound going in the race. Uh, all the best, mate. Well, that's true. I guess if yeah, I think if you think on the basis that 80 nominations for the event and there's only eight that can left uh, that can win it and we're one of them, but uh, we've got our fingers crossed. So thanks for that, Troy, and uh, we'll, we'll uh, hope he'll be doing his best. So have something on him for a place. Good on you, John. John Hutchison joining us there.